Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I am Jarrett, and I am here with Ray Lou from Hello. Wow Talk. Hello. It's okay. That you. It's okay. I know you're used to Nick. <laughs> I know you're used to Nick. Little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. And I'm also here with Jorge Vagija from In Orbit. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've had to say your name. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Yeah, I know. You know, you you took in orbit and you you flew away with it. Hey, George Begawia, is there a George Begawia around here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, today's special edition, uh, one of the final five, as me and Nick brought up previously, is uh, this one's about leadership in games. You know, mm-hmm. lots of games have guilds and clans, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about. And that's why Ray and Jorge are here. Uh, Jorge is running a clan in Destiny, and we're going to get into that. And Ray has been running a guild for a long time in WoW, and then before that, Guild Wars. And before that, I'm not even sure what games. But I know those forums you have are pretty old. Yeah. She also yeah. had us tagged in real life for migratory purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess let's let's um let's start with Ray. Why don't you kind of tell us, you know, uh, what games you've had guilds in? But yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Guild Wars is probably going to be the easiest to start off with since I've been doing that for a while, and people can probably relate to that. And I don't think there was really anything clan guild related with text based type stuff, anyways. At least from what I can remember. Uh, for what I did. But yeah, so I started off with Guild Wars, and it was just a game where I was like, and I'm a mode graphics, and I uh, tried joining another guild, and that's after I found out I could even party with other people, because I just didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, oh, I'll just make a ranger secondary class so I can have a pet with me to help, because this is awfully lonely playing by myself. So, uh, you know, so I did that, joined a guild, and their guild was basically like, hey, just invite anyone and everyone. And like, I didn't like that, because you ended up, you know, just kind of inviting people and not getting to know anyone and just wasn't really fun because nobody's well, playing each other. that ended up with a shitty guild. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I ended up leaving and uh, decided that I would maybe make my own guild at some point. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And I just remember finally like having people, you know, saying that they'll join a guild after a while. It's like these, these three guys from Hawaii that I was talking to. And they were like, oh, we're just kind of like, you know, like rogues and mercenaries. We just kind of do our own thing. I'm like, okay. You know, but later on, like, they finally joined, and I kind of grew from there. And I remember everybody from back home, like, we were going out to eat, but we were all sitting there. I'm like, I have to think of a name for the guild before I leave. So they sat there for probably, like, another 15 minutes. So came up with the guild name, made it, and that's, like, how it all started from there. And then uh, after playing through that, and then I finally transitioned to playing Guild Wars and WoW, and I just ran the same guild and just kind of went through that that way as well. So that's how I started mine. Okay. And that went from Guild Wars into WoW, and that's where that's that's your current main game, right? Uh, correct. Uh, Guild Wars Two came out, but my best friend runs that because uh, it did not live up to my expectations. So she runs my guild for two. I don't think Guild Wars met many people's expectations, mainly because there were no guild halls, and without guild halls, how are you gonna guild war? How are you gonna guild war if there's no GVG? Yes. How do you? Yes. <laughs> With DDP, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't. I. I could. I can have a podcast just about that. I know. Just okay. about that alone. 
No healers? Really? Yeah. No, we're not going to get into it. But I totally understand what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jorge, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us about you know how your clan formed and what... Well, what, well I said you, you have a clan in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, actually, is this your first clan? Well, all right. So, in when I started Destiny, I just picked it up. I played the beta. I uh, played the the beginning of the game. Uh, never did any MMO style games. Never played any real com- real computer games. Never was involved with a lot of people in terms of multiplayer gaming. Um, yes, I did play games such as uh, Gears of War 2 online, doing the horde mode, um, doing random stuff on Halo 3 multiplayer, but never had a giant group of friends that, that I would play or constantly play games with so the same thing happened in destiny where i picked it up i figured hey you know i I play it see what it's like then i realized oh it it has mmo like things where you have if you can have a clan a group of friends to play with um or it was highly encouraged to go in that road i should say because we all know bungie doesn't really have the proper tools in that game compared to other MMO-style games. Uh, the clan is just mostly for the tag, not f- and there's no real tools in-game to really take advantage of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one day, I think it was my second run through Vault of Glass. Um, this was before I really knew how to take leadership in a group with regards to a video game. Because before that time, I was actually pretty passive when it came to taking the leadership, like doing what to do was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll do this, I'll shoot things. I guess I'm okay over here. I'll shoot this thing over here with the flashing glowing lights. Um, and I created the clan just for fun. Uh, I was like, oh, you know, we could probably play, you know, hook up together. How about next week we set up? Of course, next week came, nobody showed up. But I had already created the clan, and I invited a couple friends to join. So I had the necessary three to four people to join or whatever. And that was cool. Uh, and But it remained stagnant for a while. And I had been using, uh, I was using LFG for a bit, um, the DestinyLFG.com. And I got invited to join uh, a group of people, and we kind of hit it off. And it was actually one of the funniest nights I've ever had playing Destiny. Um, and I added them to my friends list, and since that day, we pretty much played every single day, uh, and that's when I joined their clan called the Dreg Depot. Uh, unfortunately, Dreg Depot kind of died off, and um, that's when I went back to my old clan, and there was a post that somebody made on the, on the, on the Facebook group for Fireteam Chat about, um, hey, we were trying to look for people to set up a... Uh, to set up a Friday night's uh, raid night, and uh, like a whole bunch of people responded to that. And from that came forth the beginnings of the Technodrome, what we have right now for the clan, um, where we had people that came in. Um, after a while, people stopped playing because it was just Crota, and then it came to the House of Wolves, where it was just 3v3, so a lot of people didn't really do a lot of raiding at that time. People fell off. I joined you and the group uh, at, uh, what was it, um... Or dark, uh, dark spell. Dark spell, yeah. Um, and then I had a whole bunch of people asking me for Skolas and stuff, and I realized, hey, there's a whole bunch of people out there that 
I could probably better help out if I went back to the old clan and invited people in. So that's what I did. I went back to the old clan, started inviting people in, and I set up a big, giant, massive group of, right now, what is it, 319 members? 319 or so members uh, in the clan um, on Xbox One, Xbox One, PS4, all these different sub-clans and whatnot, and yeah, that's from from all those different Skolas runs that everybody was trying to get for uh, their uh, year-end uh, reward emblem uh, came about the current iteration of the Technodrome. Right, yeah, I, I do remember uh, you sure ran people through Skolas all the time, and that, I, I imagine that's when you had a, a, a pretty big bump in membership for your clan. Yeah, I mean, I, I went back to the clan. There were about... Of the group that was there, I want to say there were about seven or eight people that were active. From that, within one month, we went to about 50 to 60. Then we crossed 100 member threshold pretty quickly, and, and the 200, then the 300. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. I remember thinking, man, Jorge must really like this game. Because <laughs> fuck going through Skolas four times a day. Because that shit, nah. Like I, I just, I, I just didn't get it. Well, me being me, I'm not helping. I, yeah, no. <laughs> like if I, if I don't know you, get, get good luck. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but yeah, you are. Uh, there are a lot of people who would not have made it through Skolas without you. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I do remember that. That's when I was actually. I, that's when I was on the crack on the Destiny crack. I was playing that shit like every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, now as for me right now I am actively not leading anything except mash those buttons (laughs) that's my clan right now (laughs) that that I'm leading but I mean in terms of video games um, it's been a while since uh, I've actually led a guild or a clan but back in the day we're gonna say let's say I, I ran stuff from I would say about 2002, 2003, to about, I'll say about 2010 is when I really start, really start cutting uh, that, you know, those, those things off. Uh, I started off, I had a clan, we played Call of Duty, like the original Call of Duty, the one that actually took skill to play because it used World War II weapons. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more satisfying than doing a single shot and killing somebody with a single shot, one shot, one kill, amazing feeling. You know, you're efficient, it's awesome. You know, they're dead, it's awesome. But anyway, uh, so we started, we uh, we had a uh, a clan, and that was, you know, we thought we were good <laughs> at the time. You know, we, we thought we were good. We'd play some other clans, but we weren't really competitive. We just kind of had a good time. I really didn't get competitive in a clan until UT2K4. And that's when you you know you start to instead of just having fun, you really got to get into the management aspect of of clanning or 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 gilding. But you know, I think we had like seven, eight members, and you know you can only pick five to go into with a CTF match or four to go into with a team death match. So you know you gotta you know 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 your team, know your players. 
pick who's best for what maps, things like that. But uh, yeah, UT2K4 was when I really first broke into competitive gaming, and um, we did we did pretty good. So we moved from UT2K4. We we did that for about two years. Moved into Counter Strike from there, and uh, we did we did rather well there uh, as well. And while Counter Strike was going on, I also had a guild and Guild Wars. So you know, well, when factions came around, me and Ray, we had what was this, we had, what was it? Was it called a faction when you uh, when you had when you had multiple guilds in one? What was oh it no, called? they called them alliances. Alliances. There we go. Me and Ray had an alliance, and and guild wars, and that was uh that was a lot of work. <laughs> I would definitely say gilding. Uh, in 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 Jorge's case, clanning is more like gilding. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the way Destiny works, but in my case, you know, when you go from clanning, or now they don't even use that term anymore. Now it's just you know teams. You know, you, you build your teams. Uh, having a team versus having a guild, gilding way more work than clanning. Even in Guild Wars, because we even like for us, Guild Wars, we did PvP. That's the, that was the goal of our clan was to do PvP and Guild Wars. And, uh, you know, I know uh, Ray, well, both Ray and Jorge, you guys do a lot of, like, you know, helping out your, your guild mates going through, like, the uh, the PvE content. Fuck them. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't do that so much. Like, pretty much we kind of let everybody go do their own thing. If, you know, somebody was around and they just want some company to go do whatever they were going to do, you know, we'd go through it. It was all good. But for the most part, we that's... We would get together for PvP. That's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I did. I did Guild Wars and Counter Strike at the same time. We expanded to a couple other games. We had a Guild and WoW for a while, and then that kind of fell off because we kind of stopped playing. We went back to Guild Wars. We did Warhammer Online, and that kind of fell off. We went back to Guild Wars, and you know, with my with my clan, a lot of the people in my clan and, and the guilds, we were all the same age. So you know, things started happening. People getting married, people having babies, people, you know, advancing in their careers. And then on top of that, you know, it's just the management aspect for me. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's not that I minded it, but with everything else going on in my life, plus starting up Nash, it was just something that I had to cut out. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say if you, if you ask me how my clan came to be, it was because I found people who mutually like to kill other people. That's how. That's how. It, <laughs> that's how it worked. Mo- I can honestly say most of the people that I recruited, we met in servers playing against each other. You I just, know, I just want to know. I like killing people as much as you do. Will you be yeah. my Valentine? <laughs> most of the people like we recruited, it was because we met in servers opposite of each other. Will you be mine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was under likes and dislikes, likes murdering off every face. <laughs> of every yeah. enemy I've ever encountered. Yeah. Headshots bonus. <laughs> <laughs> MDK so, baby, MDK murder, death, kill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch who I say that around. <laughs> I also have to watch who I say clan around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like uh, John or, or Waldy from uh, from In Orbit. Me and him we used to work together. Oh uh, six, we oh five, oh six, we worked in um at, at a uh, undisclosed location <laughs> together. And uh, <laughs> I remember talking 
about like a a uh, a Counter Strike match that we had coming up, and I kept using the word clan, and the way he was looking at me, you know, while he was listening to me having this conversation, like I will he, never, I'll never forget his face. You black people can say clan? Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It was. You it guys was have awesome. your own clan? I didn't know this. This existed. Oh, yeah, he, it was a look of confusement. Uh, you know, could be confused and wonder at the same time. Do you guys wear black? <laughs> Bed sheets. <laughs> do you guys do the pointy hat too, or is that something else? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I gotta watch that. Now, like I said, now they don't use that word anymore. Well, I guess less is end game. Like you know, some games say clans, but for the most part, everybody just calls the teams it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so as leaders, uh, you know, guild leader, clan leader, what would you say? If somebody asked you what your responsibilities were, what would you say that is? We'll start with you, Jorge. Uh, my responsibilities and and mm-hmm. as as like a leader, like what's your responsibilities as a leader? First impression is, oh, Jorge's here. He's gonna run me through a raid, and then Jorge puts me in place, and then I realize what I'm supposed to be doing. Um. I mean, the way I have it set up right now is I let, let people know from Jump Street, hey, I'm here to help, but I'm also one person. There's other people in the clan. Um, and I make sure that they understand uh, the different avenues and the different people that they can go to for help. Um, that's why I've established a structure where, yes, I'm the king. I'm the Mikado. Mikado! Da, 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 para, para, dancing. Anyway, um... I also have my uh, shoguns who, who lead the other sub-clans, and I have lieutenants that I've set up who I personally know will help them do a certain activity. Uh, we have the PvP side, uh, and they have their own members who they do stuff like Trials of Osiris, the, the high-level PvP stuff. Um, and I'm all about organizing that. I've become like Ray, where I write down everything, and I have everything in these different excel sheets and all these names and ways to contact them and their time zone and and everything's all organized and lined up and i make sure that people know hey what's so-and-so's uh psn did you check the roster oh we have a roster yes that thing i sent to you at the beginning oh okay and they check that out and bam that they, they have their information so right at the beginning everybody thought oh or he's gonna run me through raids they know now that, hey, Jorge's pretty much organizing the entire clan, and yes, he can help me out, but he at least gives me the tools to be able to operate within this clan, be successful, and get people to help me out, or to be, learn how to operate uh, the, the the different raids and activities within Destiny. Alright, so you're, you're, you're more of an organizer. I'm an organizer and a facilitator. But I rule with an iron fist. I will kick somebody out without hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right. on everyone. King combo. <laughs> oh, wait, that's killer instinct. Never mind. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Ray, what about you? What would you say your your responsibility as a leader? What makes you a leader? Well, let's see. I'm trying to think. So with Guild Wars, when we did everything, forums were a thing back then. They're not now. You know, so... We uh did everything we could with like you know if I don't understand something and they had different builds for certain classes or whatever you know 
you'd have that all set up over there. Um, we would just go in and basically go with who needs help with what and then go through all the things. And, you know, I would try to organize saying, hey, like, so I'll go with you with, with this group if you need me. And then we'll take this person, anybody else, and fill everything in. And that was basically, it was very uh, family-oriented, I guess, more like it, you know, where I was like, I'm always going to be like mommy, no matter what I'm in, I think. <laughs> so, you know, it's just me just kind of like taking care of all the things in Guild Wars in that aspect, which made it like, I don't know, it, it, it's a lot different, like, compared to WoW. Where WoW, it's like Jorge saying, like, you know, when I started WoW, and then actually not just doing, you know, dungeons and, like, some PvP and just actually not helping other people's raids, but starting to run my own raids. You know, that's when all the spreadsheets came in for scheduling, loot drops, you know, when people donate money to the guild bank, like, I have receipts and just how much people put in, everything. Like, everything is just micromanaged, and I just take care of that. Calendar invites or whatever, I have a section for, like, you know, everybody's info in WoW, at least you know, what state they're from so people can figure out the time zone and, like, the person's name or whatever. Just kind of, you can click on it and see it for, for yourself. If you don't know, then I'll just tell you to, like, click on them and look at it or whatever. So, you know, it's very, I don't know, it's very micromanaging now with doing all that stuff. And I guess that's just taking care, you know, just doing that. And then, I guess for raids, then it would be me and Eric and we take care of, you know, he does inviting the group into the game, but I take care of the scheduling on the calendar you know, for what days and the invites and who's being invited and whatnot, and then just seeing, like, who gets to stay and who gets to go. Okay, gotcha. Now, when you're doing raids, do... Who are are you leading the raid, or do you let somebody else do that? I let Eric take care of that, because he's tanking. And the the tanks usually will be calling out all the stuff or whatever between the two, and, like, nothing is more frustrating than someone talking about something that is completely off-topic... Or trying to everybody call out things at the same time, but someone else's ping is at like five million, and it comes up like three years later, you know. And it's just kind of like, you know what? I'm just gonna let them call out, you know, whatever they need to, because if I start interrupting, like you have people who get super annoyed. Like Eric is one of those people who gets very annoyed when he tries to talk and someone is interrupting. It has nothing to do with the game, so I just <laughs> I'll call out when he's not calling out certain things, you know, for certain parts of the fight. Like I know when to call out stuff. It just depends on which boss it is. Gotcha. I want to. I want to pause you right there. Did you notice that she called me Jorge? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. I oh, thought... oh, Wilbur. <laughs> Continue. Well, I was gonna ask you, like, when you run, when you're running your, because you know, well, actually, Ray, do you guys PvP and and WoW as well? Uh, yeah, not as much in cat or um, not as much in uh. Mop, and then the beginning of this expansion, also not so much because it was really dumb how they did everything. So oh. um, we're starting to pick up on doing a little bit of PvP. Me, Jaren, Eric started doing a little bit um, for the last couple weeks over time. So we'll have to see who's interested in doing PvP from there because we don't have as many PvP people. And right. the only person that PvPs is Corey's wife, but she's got a kid. So she'll be on like at some really odd hour and then log off. So it's just kind of like right. we just have to start resetting up all that stuff again. It, if PvP was the way that it was for like Wrath and I guess for Kata, great. Like we'll PvP and Arena are faces off along with raiding and dungeoning and everything else in the game. But since it's not the same, it's kind of like the magic isn't there anymore. I, what Base resilience? Who the fuck gives a shit? Like if you should melt if you're wearing regular PvE gear. 
versus PvP, right? Like, right. You're stepping in my house. Like, what the fuck, you know? So, it's just, <laughs> and that's just how it is with PvP. It's it's changed a lot, and I think they're changing again. I haven't paid much attention because I've been pretty sad about it. So I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. And I used yeah. to be scared of PvP. Mm-hmm. Because of Guild Wars. Because of Guild Wars? Because of well, Guild, Guild Wars, Wars was some serious shit, that's it why. It was. I was like, I don't want a PvP when I was a WoW. <laughs> so, Ori, I'm not sure if you've... I'm pretty sure you've never played Guild Wars, correct? Correct. So, Guild Wars was built around the concept of PvP. They built the PvP first before they actually built the PvE. They only built the PvE because people were saying, well, what am I going to do besides PvP? And they were like, uh, PvP more? <laughs> I think that was kind of the answer at first. So the the original, I mean, this is where they fucked up in Guild Wars 2 because I do not find the PvP enjoyable. I couldn't stop playing the PvP in Guild Wars. Um, and so the PvP in Guild Wars was extremely balanced. I mean, what was it? Uh, each class, right? if I remember correctly, each class had 300 moves. Each class had 300 moves, and you can choose two classes. But out of the 600 moves you had available, you could only choose eight. So a lot of the moves had, like, meta values. Like, you know, if you just look at it by itself, you it will look like it did nothing. But you pair it with the right move, and it does everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. And between that and just bringing one elite skill that made, you know... I mean, you had, it was great when they implemented being able to save your builds and everything. And that was a big thing. Like, for me, the way I saw that was... It was like playing Magic the Gathering, except you made your own god hand while you're in town. Yes. And then you go do your thing, and, you know, it was great. It doesn't work when you go go back in, swap a couple things. You don't have to have, like, shit everywhere. You can just focus on doing your combos against and finding those people and tell them to eat dirt. Oh, yeah. my God. Coat of arms, liver queen, ultimate combo. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, like it was. That's that's the way Guild Wars put together. So you know, you had these PvP modes that were more fun than not. But the big PvP mode was like it was uh, Heroes Ascent. It was called something else before that, but that was so long ago I can't remember what it was called. But Heroes Ascent would take you to this thing called the Hall of Heroes, and this thing was so epic because basically once you got to the Hall of Heroes, it would be your group versus another group from another country, and then another group from another country. And whoever won Hall of Heroes, if you won three times in a row, you would open up special PvE areas for everyone else. So everybody was invested in PvP. But the PvP was so, like, uh, what's the word? It was so, it was fast, it was balanced, and it, it was so team-oriented. That before you could go into Heroes Ascent, like as soon as you formed your team, the first thing that would happen is that you would go into this quick match that would be against PvE enemies. And if you could not beat these PvE enemies, there was only like three, maybe four of them. If you couldn't beat them within 30 seconds, your entire group would just blow up. Like, like your entire group would be like, oh, not worth it. We, we, can't, we can't go and play PvP. Because we can't beat these PvE heroes in 30 seconds. It was kind of like a test to see if you were even ready. And a lot of people failed that. <laughs> so, yeah, like I can see why you were a bit uh, scared from PvP and Guild Wars. Because, yeah, it was some serious shit. Yeah, I still huddle in the corner sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you're a healer. Like, yep. I know healers get it bad and wow, but healers 
get destroyed in Guilt Wars. And as a healer, you were fully expected to keep yourself alive as well as everybody else while the enemy is constantly throwing you to the ground, knocking you around, all that stuff. There's always those fucking Korean teams. They fucking divide and conquer shit. Like, you know, America's all like, oh, we're going to fight together. And all of a sudden they start splitting people up. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm, I can't go that way because I have two warriors and they're alternating the knockdowns and fuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never uttered the word fucking Koreans until I played Guild Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like those words. It never even thought, uh, it never even occurred to me that I'd ever say anything like that. <laughs> but, um,. So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I was asking because uh, running, generally running like a PvP guild versus a PvE guild is different. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get into that a little bit. Uh, but, like, I mean, when you guys were playing PvP, it wasn't like a main thing for you guys. It was just something that you did together. No, only, yeah, it was only for Cataclysm when uh, everybody had, like, gotten second jobs, uh, different hour changes, like, you know, working night shift or whatever, or doing the adulting things and whatnot that like we didn't have a team for rating. So then we started focusing on doing PVP, doing twos and doing threes and stuff like that. And it was just a handful of us. And we just did that, which is totally fine because I will always find something to do in there because there's never nothing to do in an MMO because it never ends. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now, Jorge, uh, well, I mean, I've been in raids with you where you've led the raid uh, with do you like whatever if when you're in a group, whatever the group is doing, are you leading that or do you let somebody else lead from time to time depending on what it is? It depends really. Um if I'm the one who's organizing the event, I definitely take the the initiative. Um if I notice if I'm not the one who's organizing the event, but people invited me to help out, I again take over just because I know that hey, they're asking me for help for a reason. They want me to take the lead. Now, if I get invited by somebody who I know is strong enough to lead, then I take a step back until there's a question to be asked. And then I'll go ahead and answer it and then go back to do my, what I'm doing. Gotcha. Um, and I'm starting to pick that up, especially as... Because I, I just created the... Going back to what you were talking about earlier, I just created the PvP division for the Technodrome not too long ago, within the past month, actually. Uh-huh. And I'm starting to see the, the differences between organizing a PvP group and a PvE group. It's very different monster. Oh, yeah. With Absolutely. A P- with a PvP group, it's a lot more active. And you benefit from that group being smaller. Whereas a PvP, PvE group, you can be a little bit more passive in the organization um, and, and delegate it to other people. Whereas that PvP group, you have to be on them constantly making sure everybody's on top of things or stuff if you're doing like trial of osiris or if you're doing i'm just using destiny examples because this is what i can relate with or um or uh iron banner where you have to organize them is like look this is what we're doing we're not modifying from this if you modify from this i'm gonna find somebody else yeah and and that also goes into how the 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 group is organized. Like this is what's this is how we're doing it. You're gonna be you're expected to do this this and this every single week in order to stay as a Technodrome Knight, because we need to make sure that you're going to be in PvP shape for these events. 
If you're not in PvP shape, then you're not... You're probably better off not being a Technodrome Knight member. You're probably better off being a regular PvP, uh, PvE member. Right. Yeah, and that's... Uh, yeah, I guess I might as well get into my, I guess, leadership. Because that, that's going to roll right into uh, what I was going to talk about. Because everything that I've led was primarily centered around PvP. Like, Guild Wars, we had a bit more PvE because of, you know, it's an MMO. But still, you have a core team of people. Like, this is Team A. This is the A team. We're going in first. <laughs> like, you know, and we're going to go in together. Uh, that's Guild Wars. But even before that, with um, Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, and Unreal Tournament, when you go into matches, you only have a set number of people you can take. You know? You like, you know, uh, Call of Duty 4 or 5, and uh, UT, it was 5. We, we played CTF most of the time. And then Counter-Strike, it's 5v5. And, you know, you can't have 20, 30 people, like, sitting or you know, kind of uh, just hanging around in your clan and expecting to play, because one, it just won't happen. But two, it makes it that much harder to be the leader in that aspect, because... As a leader of a competitive clan or guild, what you have to do is not only, you know, not only organize things like uh, practices or organize scrimmages against other teams. So now you have to interact with people outside of your circle, you know, and that can go either way because a lot of people, especially in the Counter-Strike community, you would think they were fucking Navy SEALs the way they talked. Like, that, that's the type of experience they had because they think they're the shit, so therefore they're assholes. Um, so you gotta, you gotta deal with that. You gotta be diplomatic. But inside the clan, you gotta know who you have. You gotta know their strengths and weaknesses. You know? Mm-hmm. And then you gotta, you gotta be able to straight up tell somebody, like, dude, we're friends. You know, I like you as a person, but you cannot play this match. Or you are not good at this. You were not good at that. I am more than willing to help you get better. And we have no problem with you being around and hanging out and, you know, helping us scrimmage and stuff like that. But I can't put you in a cow match. You know, Monday night when it's cow time, you can't play. You can help us get ready, but you can't play just because you're not good. You have to take your absolute best. It's not like what you, do, you know, do with me sometimes in uh, – you know, in Destiny, where you're kind of pulling me through a raid, even though I don't think you ever have to pull me through a raid. Just want to put that out there, and I do okay. But, but um, you know, you you don't you can't like you know uh, put somebody on your shoulders in those situations because any everybody has to be able to play their part. So you gotta know who can do what, where to place them, when to put them in. Uh, with UT, it was a little different because you kind of just had you just had positions. You had people for defense, you had people running the flag, and you had somebody who was a bit more versatile who can either be in the middle of the map catching people as they come across, or maybe he can come in and help with the flag retrieval when needed, or maybe he can step back when uh, defense needed a little bit more help. So that was a little bit easier to organize, and no matter what map you were on, you were able to use the same people. With Counter-Strike, it's a little different because of how different the maps are. And some people just aren't good at certain maps. And so you can sub in different people uh, with different skill sets. Like, let's say this: well, there's a map that requires somebody to know 
have great like flash placement or great smoke placement or be able to op in a, in a in a certain amount of space or like a small space you got to know who can do that for you in your team and swap those people in you also have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at so you know in in UT I was definitely good at dire- I was really good at directing in the entire match you know making calls like okay you shift here you shift there and counter strike was a little different I had a player in counter strike who was much better at strat calling than me. So while I was the leader of that clan, he would inside of a match, he was definitely calling the shots. He was calling the strats, you know? So that's, that's just the way it was. And once we got that part down, we ended up, you know, faring a whole lot better than when I was calling the strats, you know? So you got to know yourself. It, it, I think it just takes a bit more, analysis you got to be you know you can't just be just be friendly with people you know and you got to be you got to be able to like you know tell people like look man sorry it's just not working out now being competitive in guild wars was also a different experience because now you know also have somebody i have had somebody in guild wars who was better at making calls than me so i let them do that but on top of that you know, while I'm, you know, at work, quote unquote, I'm coming up with builds for the team, you know, so it's like, okay, well, I need somebody with this armor and I need somebody with these moves. And then it was, uh, Heroes Ascent was 8v8. So, you know, what I told you guys about, you know, about Guild Wars and how the moves work. Well, not just the moves you have on an individual person can you combine with others, but you can combine moves with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and you had to work on those builds together. So you know, that's as a leader in that aspect for for um, Guild Wars, with PvP being the primary, being our primary objective. That was, I would say, a, a responsibility of the leader is making sure you get the right people out and scheduled with the right armor and getting the right moves. And if they didn't have the right moves in that game, you can actually help them. And Counter-Strike and UT is a little different because those skills are, they're not things you just obtain by doing certain things. They're skills you obtain by practicing, you know, and you're using tips and things like that. that that's a personal thing. It's kind of like coaching somebody to be, you know, a better boxer or something like that. Like, you know, try this, try that. You got to find out what works for them. So it's, it's it was definitely... I, I had a good time doing it, but I could definitely see it was definitely draining. You know, mm-hmm. it was definitely it was definitely a bit draining. Um, and then when you lost, it, it was really just that much worse. <laughs> you know, you could feel it a bit more because of all the work that you put into it, all the work that your your team put into it. And in certain places, like you know, I can um, and Counter Strike specifically, you know, you lose a playoff match. That's it. Like you're out, and it's like this whole season, you know. And then you got to be able to come from, as a leader. You got to be able to come from that, keep everybody's spirits up, and encourage them to keep on going, you know. Because this is before, like you know, quote unquote esports. The only people who were making money were people who dedicated their lives to doing these things. And we're talking like fatality and guys like that, and they weren't even making that much money. You know, I remember when the MLG Combine first started and the players, like, 
the highest paid players were making like I don't know what forty k. So like yeah, like it it wasn't that much money going around. Not like now where you have uh, you know Dota two tournaments have millions of dollars in prizes and LOL. You know, uh, League of Legends players making six-figure salaries. Um, uh, Some FGC players are making over six-figure, too. You know, at the age of 17. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, it wasn't like that. So you got to be able to keep people's spirits up for something they're not getting paid for, yet pouring a bunch of time into. I mean, during Cal season, during Counter-Strike, we were putting 40 hours in practice. Practice. After working forty-hour weeks, we have work weeks, you know. So it, it definitely is a a bit different. Who have brought back some memories? <laughs> <laughs> and I think with 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 competitive, uh, with competitive leadership or competitive gaming in general, you know, it's one thing to be dying to a raid boss and keep on trying. But when you have another human being on the other side of that controller and you're getting the shit kicked out of you, that's a different feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's, what, that's a different feeling for me. And that's the feeling I try to relay to the people I'm playing against, actually. <laughs> you're, just, you're just imagining they're like little 12-year-olds in the basement. Uh, I don't like want to... Sure. I don't want to. I don't want to like you know discourage twelve year olds. I you know I, I need grown men. I need to discourage them. It's like fuck this. I'm gonna go sleep with my wife. Like you know, like, <laughs> I just want to make him get off the controller just so he can make me feel better about myself. <laughs> no, but um. So what kind of what kind of issues do you guys deal with? I want to go first. Okay, <laughs> go for it, Jorge. Okay. So the biggest thing about managing a, a group this large, um, I know it sounds crazy to a lot of people, but part of it is being part parent, dealing with multiple personalities and knowing how to organize those personalities effectively. Um, one of the reasons why I enjoy being in this group is because I truly do enjoy being with these people that I that I've, I've played this game with, all these different people who... I've been able to run raids with and have fun with, joke around with. Uh, it's enjoyable to me. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people that uh, just... It, they, they, they can't handle having all these different people, these different groups, or, or, or even, quote-unquote, baby, babying people. That, that's not something that's appealing to me, appealing to them, but for me it is just because... I enjoy being with these people. Um, just uh, and on top of that, dealing with a large group like this, where we have 300 and so members, I have members who are in Australia. I have members who are in Japan. Members who are in Europe, all places: Italy, Germany, Austria, Hungary, um, in uh, in Great Britain, um, all four uh, parts of the United States, East, Central. I, I, I can go on um, managing all those different schedules um, the reason I do this is because I really do enjoy those people I, I have utmost confidence and utmost trust in these people uh, they have trusted me too um, not to sound all you know uppity and stuff but they've trusted me enough to 
trust me with their PlayStation accounts. Let's I I'm able to get into them if I absolutely needed to or they needed me to. Not that I have any need to. I'm just saying one no, one of these days I could probably go in and buy something for them using the gift card. Or and they'll be like, what the heck is this? Like, I don't understand what's going on. But that, that's how it's gotten with me in this group. And because of all those experiences that I've had with all these different people, um, it's enjoyable for me. It, it's just something that, um, that appeals to me. Um, one of the toughest things is with all these people is dealing with conflicts, unfortunately. Sometimes people just don't work out well with other people because of political views, uh, family history, family uh, preferences, whatever it is. I mean, there's, there's a whole variety of reasons why people don't work well with others. It's just, you know, it, I, I try to manage it as best as I can because I do enjoy um, working or playing with these people. It sounds gross when I say it like that. Um, it didn't sound gross until you said that. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I, uh, you know, sometimes I like to play with my own penis. But um, anyway, um, hmm. just, just <laughs> very questionable usage, Jorge. Yeah. Uh, uh, just everything about the group, and, and 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 all the time that I put into the group, it's worth it to me because of how enjoyable it is to me. Well, gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, no, nobody's getting paid to do this. Well, nobody here is getting paid to do it. Uh, so you know, if it wasn't enjoyable to you, there's got to be a trade-off. You know, because work. It's a, it is a lot of work. You know, and if it, like there's a lot of people who would not do that, who would not do what you're doing. So yeah, it's, it's got to be a trade-off. You, you know, I would hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> or, or you know, you at least like the people you're doing it for. Yeah. So, uh, Ray, what about you? What uh, what kind of problems are, do you usually run into? Uh, see. So, I'm thinking Gilbert's. We didn't have too much of an issue, and Gilbert's is very super family oriented. Not as in like family friendly, because you know we had to make sure people could handle our retardedness <laughs> before they come join. <laughs> We would. We would say some of the most ridiculous shit, and if they couldn't handle it, I'm like, they can't be in our group. They're not going to be able to, yeah. So we just, you know, did that. So we've we've never had a problem, you know, in Gilders, but WoW was, like, a totally different thing. Um, So just coming in between, like, let's try to think of where I could even start with conflicts. I mean, the first time we ever had something was basically with, like, two single different people in different instances, and just, you know, when there's an issue... Um, I, I don't like, you know, I wait for everybody as a whole and there's like, you know, you have a certain amount of people, if they have a problem with one person, they let me know, you know, I try to let them know, Hey, you know, people are uncomfortable because it's this and this and this, you know, could you try not to do that or whatever? And we try to work that out. If they continue to do so, you know, then it's like, sorry, like that was probably the first time I kicked someone out of the guild because I usually don't, I usually don't have a reason to. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I had to do that and kick him out and it got to the point where this person was harassing everybody and PMing and all this stuff. I'm like, just block their name. And I ended up writing a ticket, you know, cause I was like, like this person is like, we've blocked them and they keep making other names. Like, this is just ridiculous, you know? 
So, like, I handle it in the manner of just being fair and letting them know first and then going from there. You know, as an example, I guess, for that. Um, But, you know, then we have other aspects of people from... Well, see, the same thing, I guess. Even when we have, like, raids, we'll have issues with, you know, people not liking the pugs or this and this and that. And, like, it's all the same. It's just kind of like, you kind of talk to the person about it, and if it doesn't get fixed or resolved or whatever, then it's like, I just have to remove that part because... Otherwise, we're not working together as a team, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's going to get all their panties in a bunch and shit. And that's just annoying. I just want to fucking play the game and enjoy it with everyone. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just, sorry. I'm like, oh, there's so many different sections. How do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I think with uh, with PVE guilds, if that, if that's, your, if that's your primary goal. Uh, most of your problems are going to be interpersonal. Oh yeah, uh, that that's the thing because you know. Plus, it's like it's like, a, it's like an overtime thing when you're playing like with with a with a competitive clan or or guild. Interpersonal issues pop up way faster, and it, it, either the person somebody's out or the team's going to explode because of it. And it happens way faster because you're putting in way more stressful situations that lead to people saying shit, you know? Lots of shit, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? I want to stress that because, oh, man. Ugh. Just, just, ugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you can go from, you know, when, when people have interpersonal issues in a competitive uh, scene or a competitive environment, you know, you'll you'll be playing Counter-Strike and let's say somebody's at the B site, the B site keeps getting overrun and the the other person may be in the mid or somewhere else. And they're just getting angry one, because you're losing two, because the per, you, you know, the per the place that you're losing, the person you don't like is there and you're going to focus all of your energy. You know, it's just natural of fun of your energy to that. Oh, if I was at B, I'd be fine. He's at B. He's the problem, you know, or, it could be the reverse, where the person at B doesn't like the person in the mid. The person in the mid is saying, okay, well, what's going on over there? Are you doing this? What are you saying? Are you doing that? And the person at B is like, this guy can't fucking talk to me like that, or you can't talk to me. And it, it becomes, a, uh, you know, a bigger thing. And the guy's like, well, you know, try sniping from the corner. Well, how about you stop being a cocksucker? Like, you know, that, you know, explosions like that. Like, yeah. It'll oh, happen man. much faster in a competitive environment, you know, <laughs> rather yeah. than a PVE environment where people kind of, uh, you know, kind of push it down or like let it, bu- you know, let it slowly brew over time. But for the most part, push it down, and then behind the scenes, they're typing to somebody else, you know. Yeah. Yep. I've noticed I'm much more calm doing doing a PVE raid than I am playing PvP. Any of these giant PvP events, like this past Iron Banner with with with, with uh, Rift, yeah, where it's it's a game mode where you have to work as a team. Basically, it's Destiny's version of Capture the Flag, but it really isn't. Um, and having people assigned to specific roles, and then having people go off and try to be Rambo, and you're just like, no, nah, that's not gonna work. I become much more angry in that game mode than anything else that I've ever done in this game. And that's saying a lot. 
Yeah, it is. And I honestly think with competitive, it's because you're playing against other human beings. Not only do you, like, you know, with PvE, you're playing against the computer. And in most cases, the computer will do the same thing over and over and over again. And so over time, you can kind of just, you know, get the process down and and defeat that. Now, Destiny's a different beast because of the fucking bugs you'll find in that game. You know, how many times were, did we almost beat Crota and then he just does something that he normally doesn't do? We don't talk about Crota. He doesn't <laughs> exist. <Yeah. laughs> Whereas, you know, with, with a PvE, with a PvP or a competitive match, not only do you have to deal, you know, with your teammates and follow instructions, but you have to deal with the enemy that's going to adapt, that's going to change. You know, like your energy should be focused on them and watching what they're doing and what's going on with them and adapting like that. But if you have people that you can't rely on, you know, going uh, off and doing certain things, that's 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 stressful. Yeah, that's that's beyond stressful, unfortunately. And and at times I was like, look, I can play PvP or PvE with you, but we can't, you know, do we can't do uh trials, we can't it's just not gonna work. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. I know. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can die over and over and over again playing a PVE, and not get upset about it. You know, you know, you start to get a little tired. It's like, okay, I'm gonna call it a night. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just gonna call it a night. But with PVP, it's different. It's like, you know, I'm losing. I'm losing because of you. Now this other person, this other team, they're kicking our ass because of you. You know. Right. Well, I mean, especially. I ha- uh, thankfully I don't have the experience that you do just yet. Yeah. <laughs> with Destiny being competitive but not competitive, if if you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. It has those game modes that are competitive light. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not there yet. So. And, and those are stressful enough. But I can if the second ranked matches or or something even worse happens in the game. Oh man, oh man, I'm going to lose like 50 to 60 members in that first month, I already know it. <laughs> and it's just because of the, the way the game is, I mean, it's, it's not, as it is right now, it's, it would be to the game's detriment. And just knowing that it's like that right now makes me interested to see how, how the game's going to be in the future. And, and how, the, how, the, how the clan and or raise case the guild would pro- progress in the future yeah 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 I, with destiny destiny was built to be casual and them trying to make it more competitive i, I think just because of the way it's built at least the, destiny now destiny she would be a different story uh it can only get so competitive so i think you might you know um I don't know if you're going to hit the, the the competitive scene the way a lot of other shooters do. Uh, and that may be a good thing, because you don't want to lose members. <laughs> right. No, I mean, my, my ideal thing is never to lose members. But at the same time, I would rather sacrifice one person than to sacrifice a group of people just because that person is either a making fun of somebody or just doesn't work with the entire clan as a whole, which if you're getting ejected from a group of 300 people and I can't find a spot for you, that says a lot more to what's going on with you than anything else. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, 
and see the thing is like usually with like with competitive teams, I've really never had to kick anybody out because if they didn't mesh with the group, they just leave on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's that people, especially in competitive in a competitive environment, people are way more likely to say what's on their mind. And if you're the one causing a problem, like you're like you know, you may say something. You'll have three, four, five people hopping on you. Like no, like no, you're the problem here. You know, you need to stop yelling. You need to play your position. You need to stop coming over here. You know, it's way more. Uh, there's way more testosterone in that environment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's way more. Uh, uh, you know, way way more aggression. Maybe that's what I should say instead of testosterone. Way way more. You know, a- aggression. You know, everybody wants everybody else to play their part, and everybody needs to play their part. And that's something that's very instilled in in mm-hmm. that environment. You know. Like, nobody's dragging their feet. And people who are getting carried, like, if you get carried through a match, you know, usually don't even have to say anything to them because they they know and they're like, I can't let that happen again. You know, in terms of, like, issues dealing with competitive clans, I mean, honestly, uh, one of the biggest, biggest things was keeping people's, you know, spirits up and making sure, you know, they get what they need. In terms of uh, advice, coaching, practice, but some of the biggest problems I had actually were external, dealing with other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, I don't know how many, how many times because we had we had a guy on our team he was really good, um, and I don't know how many matches people were like, oh, he's hacking, he's hacking, he's hacking, and you know they say that in a match, then you got to go through this whole process with Cal or TWL or whoever the, the admin group is, and you're sending them, pr- you know, pretty much, you know, sending them demos, sending them screenshots, you know, to prove that he's, he's not hacking. And then even if he doesn't, even if, you know, the, the, you know, the admin group is like, he's not hacking, you just lost, you still have to deal with this other team who may be going around telling other teams that you're hacking, you know. Then you have, you know, certain players may, you know, have beef with certain players on other teams, you know, and, you know, back then, now it's a little different because now it's a bit more professional with money, you know, and so certain teams will, teams just won't cross-talk like that generally. Uh, they'll probably have their, their management take care of things. But back then, it was it was kind of like, you know, you got to keep heads cool. Like, hey, because in Cal, for specifically for Counter-Strike, if, if you were in a match and you typed something to the other team, your team was disqualified from that match. So when tensions get rough, like you cannot cross talk in those matches. So if if tensions get uh, tough, you got to make sure you can you can keep your team cool enough where people aren't just blurting shit out, you know. And anything that happened on the forums, anything that happened, uh, you know, maybe in like a scrimmage or anything that happened in a a pug, you know, show them with your actions. You know, don't let it don't let it get to you. So yeah, it, there was there was mostly, you know, mostly that. Like I didn't have a lot of internal squabble. Like, well, this person is like this person, uh, you know. Because first of all, if one person is like the other, from a team aspect, if somebody has to go, it's the person who's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sorry. Like that's that's the way it is. Even if you were my better friend, 
it's like, look, me and you, we're friends. But this guy has like, you know, 80, 85, 95, 90%, you know, headshot, you know, uh, accuracy. Right. You don't. Like, I need him for the team. So just don't play, like, you know, just don't play with the team. You know, that that's that's the way it was. I really didn't have to deal with that, you know. And, uh, you know, scheduling wasn't that big of a deal because, like I said, the group was, the groups were usually smaller anyway. So, you know, scheduling for five people is not as bad as scheduling for, like, a whole raid group. You know, well, six people in Destiny, but if you're running multiple raids because you're helping out a bunch of guildies or, wow, like, I mean, uh, Ray, how many, how, like, how big is a raid group in WoW? Uh, well, raid groups are now, since Flex is the new normal, can range from 10 to 30. Oh, God. Which, which blows <laughs> because it kind of hurt what we're doing now. 10 to 30? Yeah. They, Jeez. It's, it's, really, it's really sucky because I liked it better when it was a hard number because, you know, then we're running into the issue now. You know, basically we're at end of content all of a sudden, like, you know, because we're geared up now and working on other things, all of a sudden other people want to kind of hop on. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. And then it's like, you know, one week I wasn't here. All of a sudden they brought like another friend and da 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck? And this happened last expansion. So going forward, I've already explicitly said that like I'm trying to run a guild group. You know, I want to get guild credit. It has to be 80% of the group. So if we have 10 people, only two pugs can come with us. And I've already been nice enough to just kind of say, hey, like if you have a character that you want to put in the guild, you can do that. And, you know, there are people from other, um, servers so i'm like hey the new expansion like lets you boost a character to 100 why don't you boost one you know over and bring you know boost the character on our server and put it in the guild and we can work together because it makes it a lot easier it's a lot more streamlined and you know it's a lot of people won't be more at ease because that's what we ran into the last expansion was just having the hard 10 and having two people and then what happened was basically like these two people ended up getting the first random drops instead of and like while it was exciting because we know it's random and anybody can get it, but it happened to be those two people that weren't in the guild. And I think a lot of people were kind of upset because it's like, it doesn't feel like a part of the team experience, right? you know? And then it's just kind of like, ah, and then, you know, and since we already had problems with them growing over time, it was just kind of like, huh. So going forward, I'm changing that and we're going to not have to have those problems. And I'm just kind of putting my foot down on it. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. Cause it's like, I don't need to get stepped on <laughs> yeah. the shit. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how do you organize a raid group of thirty people? Like, yeah. like well, we, well, we we don't do thirty people because it's ten to thirty. Basically, like if you have like fifteen people, the trash and the boss will scale up to fifteen people's worth or whatever. But um, I mean, we've always like I've always tried to keep it around ten, and sometimes we'll have like an extra person here and there. But like I said, over time, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I have this friend that's coming. Can they come? And this and this and that. And I'm like, okay, because you know what happens is then we end up having someone else like not be able to show up. So we end up taking that person, you know, and then when it merges because it's flex is the new normal, then then they're all there, you know, and then as for managing it, um, it's pretty much easy because like the two tanks are on the tank side and, you know, are, are in our guild and the healers like I'm the healer in the guild. And then we usually have like we used to have one other healer and then a pug healer that consistently came or whatever. So most of the time, if anybody else came was usually a DPS, and, well, DPS is just DPS, so, I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, we do end up, like, starting to tell people, you know, if there's an issue, tell them what it is, what they need to do. I've been actively telling, you know, other people, like, hey, 
I don't understand DPS as well as you do. So if they're doing something wrong and I don't understand the mechanics of it, just tell them. Right. Just tell them. They tell them how to fix it. Otherwise, we're going to be bashing our face in this wall, and somebody else in, in the group's going to get mad. And I'll be like, "What the fuck?" So you know, well, that that's how I handle it now. Just have someone else tell them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm micromanaging. Well, yeah. I mean, you do what you got to do, like for your groups. You know, every every yeah. group is different. You know, I mean, even when like in Guild Wars, because like I said, mo like. The primary objective of the clan was PvP, but we still did PvE stuff. So, like, how going for like, that's how I know it's two very different worlds. Because at first, I'm kind of like, when when PvP stuff is coming up, right? Oh, when PvE stuff is coming up, we're, we're we're primarily doing PvP. But somebody wants to do some PvE stuff, I'm like, why don't you just go do it yourself? <laughs> you know, like, why don't you just go get whatever you know X, Y, or Z? It's other like. Well, I can't because of X, Y, Z. Like, what do you mean you can't do this thing? So, yeah, I had to learn to be a bit more friendly in that aspect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the end result was me actually bringing somebody on board that actually took care of that stuff with me. I'm not the nurturing type. (laughs) It's, 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 it's not me. I can never do, you know, what Jorge did. Like, I take my homies through, and then everybody else, fuck them. Let's go, let's go kill them in the crucible. <laughs> let's go show them why they shouldn't be playing, huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I definitely do know it, it is. It is two very, very different worlds. I don't know at this point if I can ever go back to actually organizing something like that. At least, definitely not while I'm doing like this, like mash. Like no way. Like, I, there's no way I would, I would have the uh, the patience to, to to do so. I think. It's very, uh, it, it can be very, very um, time-consuming and mm-hmm. stressful. And it's kind of a thankless job <laughs> in, in a lot of cases, you know. So, I don't know. Hey, you guys got anything else? Any uh, final comments about leadership in games? If for anybody who's, it all comes from determining your need what you want with regards to the game. Um, if you feel that you're strong enough to be a leader in the game, be a, be aware that you're going to come across tons of different personalities and you have to be as neutral as possible. Um, I, I mean, I know Ray, she might have her own viewpoints on certain things, but when you go with her, to do, and I'm not, I don't, I've never raided with her. I've never had the experience, but just knowing how she is with people, she's very neutral and makes sure that she's as accommodating as she can be. That's what makes her one of the strongest team leaders I have ever met in my life. And I, I'm not just saying that to blow smoke up her butt, but just knowing how she's worked with people of all kinds, of all different backgrounds, and how she makes you feel as welcome as possible. That's what makes her a strong raid leader in game and a strong leader in real life. Um, that's one of the most important things in that you can do if you want to be a leader in game. Um, being as accommodating as possible, listening as much as possible. And when I say listening, that doesn't just say, oh, it's like, oh, I heard you. No, it's just putting what they said into action. Even if, it, even if you have to go back and say, look, if we do this, 
A, B, and C will happen. But if we do this, E, F, G will happen. This is probably a better option for us in this in this raid or in this activity or in this. You know, and that's that's something I know Ray does all the time, and I, I I'm assuming that she does it in game. Uh, I uh, and I'm not going to speak on myself because hey, people are going to interpret my actions different. But knowing how Ray comes across and how she comes, you know, how she deals with different people from my life experience with her. I have no doubt that she does the same thing in game. And and if you want to be a strong leader in Destiny, in WoW, in any other game, follow Ray's example, be an active listener, be as accommodating as possible within reason, but making sure that you know you also provide an avenue for answers. And it's not being right. It's not about being right the the whole time. It's about making sure that you know what's best for the group, and that comes with experience. You just got to learn over time. Right, Ray. What about you? What about Jorge said. A, what, what about being a leader? <laughs> yeah. Any final words? Oh well, being a leader just is a lot of micromanaging, maintenance, and just. A lot of what Jorge said, but just, you know, needing to remember that if you need help and you have the people on your team that aren't willing to help you, they're not really much of anyone just because you are supposed to support each other, even though they might be someone to look up to you. But sometimes you need someone to people to lean on to. So it's a really big, important thing to be able to work together and mesh well as a team, no matter if it's PvP, PvE or whatever, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've been out of the, the leadership game for, well, at least five years now. Well, six years. Two, 2016, guys. Um, hot damn. <laughs> hot damn. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I think some things still kind of remain the same, like, you know. Like your face. Yeah, like my face, yes. But, like, um, <laughs> diplomacy is a big thing. Um, you got to be able to be, you know, because as opposed to being, like, you know, having PvE guilds, when you deal with PV or PvP or competitive, you know, uh, gaming, you're going to be dealing a lot more with other people's teams, with other teams, so groups of other people. So diplomacy is a big thing. And then, too, you know, just analyzing and being honest with yourself about your team or your guild or your clan and seeing who's doing what, who's good at what, knowing your players and you got basically you, you, they're like pieces and you got to make this puzzle you know you got to put this puzzle together uh that's going to work well you know so it's a lot of analysis a lot of thinking you know and and a lot of honesty like you got to you got to be real honest when it comes to competitive man mm-hmm. you, you got to be real honest like dude I like you but you you're just not making the grade here like I got to go with somebody else yeah, and on top of that is fostering honesty within the group. I mean, it, it's one thing to say, "Oh, I know how to do that," and then when you go in the in the activity, you, you don't know what to do. You you kind of screwed your own team over. And the only way that's going to happen is if you make your teammates feel comfortable. Um, thankfully, within the clan that I have, I've I've fostered that because at first there were a lot of times where people say, Oh, I know how to do the raid and they they go off and do their own thing and I'm like, that's not how you do the raid. 
I need you to be honest with me. I was like, I'm not going to get mad. I need you to, but I'll explain it, but I need you to be honest. And since that point, those people that weren't honest with me, they quickly changed their tune. And that, that's how we've been able to be successful. Some of the best people on my team who I know I can trust with anything, who have completed Trials of Osiris and gone flawless, they were those people who weren't honest with me at first. Right. <laughs> And and when they finally opened up and they were like, oh, I'll do it. I, I know exactly what to do. I'll go ahead and help them out. You know, like, I feel comfortable now with this group. Yeah. It, it, it's a big, it's a, and I know it sounds weird. It's like, why would I want to foster honesty within the group? Like, shouldn't they be honest from Jump Street? Yeah, they should, but it's not an easy thing. There's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable even among friends. And and you have to get them to open up in in whatever way you can. And that's part of the le- being a leader in in the group. It is. Yeah, that is a very 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 good point. You know. And the larger the group, uh, I think the I think the easier it is to do that. The larger the group you have, because people have a better example of how uh, how how comfortable things are in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you have if you have a smaller group. It just doesn't feel as easy to do that, you know. Maybe because it's a bit more. I don't know. It's a bit. I don't know. I, I can't even say it's a bit more. So I can't really can't put my finger on it. To be honest with you. But uh, yeah, if that's if nobody else has anything else, no more advice for you know our 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 uh, upcoming game leaders or people thinking about maybe starting their own guilds or their own clans, then uh, we're gonna wrap this one. That's mm-hmm. how, yeah, we're gonna wrap this one. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this is a special edition mashcast, like I said, one of the last, one of the one of the final five mashcasts that's going to be available. Uh, but we do have other podcasts that are not going away. Uh, one being Wild WoW Talk, that is every other Tuesday. Uh, we have an featuring or- the Queen Bee herself. Yes, that that that's Ray's that's Ray's stomping ground. Wild WoW Talk. Then we have In Orbit, which is uh that is hosted by Jorge. And uh, some other other Technodrome members. So sometimes you'll catch uh, Waldy on there. Technodrome Elite. <laughs> Me and Waldy. There's, it's so elite, there's only three members. <laughs> that, that's, how, that's how it is. It comes with a free year of Amazon Prime. So that's nice. But, uh, so In Orbit is every other uh, Monday. And uh, that's new, by the way. It was every other Tuesday, but now it's every other Monday. Uh, we have Double Tap, which is the first week of every month. Uh, that is the fighting game community. Uh, podcast with uh, Meza and Crash Tag. And uh, we have a new podcast, which is we actually already have. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be four episodes out, four special editions for Overwatch. The name of the podcast is Watchpoint Radio. And that will be alternating Tuesdays with WoW Talk. So Tuesday is like officially Blizzard Day now. You guys could thank Nick for that one. That Damn was, it, Nick. That, that was Nick's idea. You had to go and get somebody pregnant, and he had to go and change the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick can't keep it in his pants. No. <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. We are available on Overcast for iOS, or on Stitcher Smart Radio, which is on iOS and Android, and PC, and I'm pretty sure Windows Phone, so that's a feat. 
Um, there's player.fm, Pocket Casts, SoundCloud. We also have an individual RSS feed uh, if you have your own reader. Uh, we're on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. And YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, Jorge, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me at go to NRG. That's the letters G O, the number two. N as in Nancy, R as in Roger, G as in giraffe. All right. <laughs> what about you, Ray? Oh, are, you, I, are you on Twitters or? I have a Twitter. You can follow me if you want at Shonen Nomiko, which is super long to spell. You might as well just look that up online. But uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm more of a Facebook user than Twitter. Yeah, I would just Google the name the best way you could possibly spell it, <laughs> and see what comes up. <laughs> it's long. It's long. Every time I have to message her with that name, I copy and paste it from somewhere else. Well, that's, that's because that was my handle for Game Facts when I moderated and everything. So that's I've just kept that forever. I'm pretty. That was sure. when when she laid down the law. Yeah, when you uh, if you just look up my name and write the word Twitter, it's the first one that comes up. Oh, well, that's good. Ta-da. And my yeah. my real name's only seven letters, so I mean, you fuck that up. That's that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm on Twitter. I am underscore jaw underscore says so underscore j a a underscore. Very simple. Uh, so um, yeah. Feel free to contact us. Let us know. Like you know, if you have something to add to the conversation, uh, no comment anywhere. It could be SoundCloud. It could be on the site. It's probably better if it's on the site, but. Uh, you know, hit us on Twitter. Let us know what you're thinking. You know, that's we would love to hear back from you. We'd love to hear feedback. If you enjoyed the podcast uh, and you want to help us out, just share it. Share the podcast, and that that is more than enough help for us. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. TTFN, tata for now. See you guys.